are listening to the 123 show with me Noreen Mayer on this Wednesday afternoon and I'm super excited uh, to talk to our next guest. We're talking to broadcaster, filmmaker and writer Sadie Kay about her Mental Ideas podcast and also about her latest film which is called Transference a Bipolar Love Story which has reached the top 5 shortlist for features at the New York Socially Relevant Film Festival. Sadie, welcome to the program and thank you very much uh, for joining Hi. us. <laughs> You're welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. It's very strange seeing an interview on the phone with our PhD because normally I would be there. Exactly. <laughs> First of all, congratulations uh, on your great achievement for your film. That's so wonderful well, to hear. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm only, in fairness, I'm a co-producer, so a, a cog in the machine. But it's, <laughs> very it's obviously very nice to be a cog in any machine. Absolutely. <laughs> tell us a little bit. So, tell us a little bit more about your film. What is it about? The film is about a relationship between um, two people, one of whom has bipolar disorder, and um, and it's, it explores the impact of mental health on this relationship, where two people are connected to each other and. Um, on a spiritual level, and then just gradually all the little <laughs> things to do with mental health sort of um, derail their relationship to an extent. Um, it was it developed out of a short film, actually, which was released last year. And um, that, that started out with a poet called Param Vibhmapuri. Um, he wrote this beautiful poem, and he's also a dancer, so we did an experimental short film, which um, which inspired a feature, basically, where um, this couple meet, and it's all about um, sort of transference of energy and just getting that immediate emotional connection between two people. I don't know if I'm explaining it very well. You, you, are, you are, you are, Sadie. I was just thinking, you know. And so that led into sort of an idea where we'd um, we do six short films which depicted mental health relationships through art, through dance, through music, and through acting in a really beautiful, simple, minimalist way. And then the feature sort of came out of the one that that sort of, seem to strike the biggest chord with most people wow and, um, and how long and is got the, the best response it's a it's a feature so it's uh it's an hour and a half it's a big old film wow um shoot shot on a very minimalist budget in london and it's directed by the wonderful Raphaele Degretello, who's a very good friend of mine and um yeah so it's all been it actually took about eight months to complete the film which is not a lot of time wow. for most when you consider <laughs> how long fast, it takes to yeah. do most films yeah i know but mainly is i mean there are some great cameos in it with a lot of great actors and the way that Rath works who's actually a guest on my mental ideas podcast so we'll get on to that in a but um the way that he works is to develop, develop everything this the narrative story art through improvisation and in fact his previous film prior to this one um was nominated for a british independent film award and that was like a, a crazy comedy so this is a very different film but it was put together in 
in pretty much the same way with shoestring budget, actors improvising. You never know what you're going to shoot. You sort of improvise the scene and then you develop the storyline through it. So it's not really scripted. It's more sort of spontaneous improvisation. It's... It's partly, I mean, you know, yeah, this, the script comes out of the improvisation, but everything starts with the improvisation. And it's more of a story, a storyline that the actors adhere to rather than a script that everybody, you know, follows. Yeah. So in some ways that makes it sort of easier because... And in other ways, it sort of presents its own challenges. It but, um, seems so organic, you know, really a, a lot of it sort that, of depends. That's a fantastic yeah. word to describe. It's organic. It's fully sustainable. <laughs> <laughs> it's very 2020. Exactly. A new decade. <laughs> well, congratulations. It's such a wonderful achievement. Um, and also... Yeah, well, the festival has actually been cancelled. Oh, oh, no, it hasn't been cancelled. It's been postponed. So, like everything, of course, nothing is happening at the moment, and and it shouldn't be. Is, um, is it in New York? At the moment, they're, they're hoping that it's going to take place. It was supposed to be on March the 21st. So we were organising all our travel arrangements, and it got postponed to September. But even that looks a little bit uncertain at the moment just because of this situation. Absolutely. It's probably but, for the uh, best that it's being postponed. Nobody wants Yeah, to. exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I think New York is now in Quar- a much harsher form of lockdown than we've got in Hong Kong. Absolutely. So, I think we're getting better Yeah, we're here getting in Hong the mild now. <laughs> I mean, it seems at the beginning that it was just going to be... You know, Hong Kong is the place to be now. For this part of the world. <laughs> but now it's just like everybody's desperate to get back to Hong Kong. Right. It's, it's getting easier, although you don't want to touch wood. Oh, I know exactly. Just in case. <laughs> well, exactly. Let's turn to your podcast um, now. Yeah, it's a, a wonderful idea. I mean, I I, I have the uh, <laughs> lovely honour of hearing a, a lot of it at the, at the beginning <laughs> as well. So it's called uh, Mental Ideas. Uh, tell us uh, uh, about the, your podcast then. Yeah. So um, about a year. Actually, it's probably about a year and a half ago now. I started to. I set up. You know, I've. I started a, a non-profit group in Hong Kong called Bipolar Hong Kong. And that sort of came out of the documentary I did for RTHK, like, how many years About ago now? I think it was two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was 2015, three. so it was quite a long wow, time five ago five years. Now. Yeah, it was. That was sort of in conjunction with that. And it was support groups for people with bipolar disorder. And, um, and a more traditional sort of charity. And then... Over the years, then, and also combining, you know, my love of creative and stuff and art and all of those things. I think creative therapy is so important, and particularly at the moment. Yes, exactly, particularly Um, now. So I wanted to do something, and also a lot of people with mental illness, I don't think they're necessarily more talented at creativity, but (laughs) they still work in the creative industries. There's something... I think soothing to busy minds, people that have sort of, you know, very busy minds, whether it's from anxiety, bipolar disorder, or even, or depression, just constant running of worst case scenarios or, 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 or feelings that, you know, are very difficult to contain 
because everything is speeding along at a million miles an hour. So it's it's a really good form of release, along with obvious the obvious things like exercise and doing all of that. Um, But yeah, so I've always been interested in that. And um, so I wanted to do something with mental ideas that was a little bit different to Bipolar Hong Kong and where we'd be focusing mainly on on finding creative therapy, basically, for people. And um, and also that sort of created a new identity because I'm always a little bit... I'm always reluctant to use the word sufferer. And I think, <laughs> yes. you know, it's just like... You know, when we talk about mental health, everything's always so negative, isn't it? Yes. And and it stems from that word which we use to define ourselves or other people use to define us by which is suffer. I think if you measure your life by how how many times you've suffered in it and um and everything is is sort of based on suffering, then it's really hard to sort of pick yourself up and to cope with challenges of um, both external challenges and in the internal challenges so I just wanted to create sort of like even though you know anybody can basically go to a mental health website and just go okay so what if I removed every mention of suffer and replaced it with what artist which is sort of like positive and empowering so it started off as a bit of a social experiment just to see because not everybody involved with mental ideas we're not saying oh you've got to be super talented artist you've got to have made movies or or had exhibitions of your art it's for everybody but it's just like a little bit of a social experiment to see um whether you know positive reinf- positive stereotypes i guess you could say uh, (laughs) have more of a beneficial impact on mental health than sort of the negative ones that we're slightly used to and i also wanted to get a bit farther away from the whole idea of you know because i think most if you go onto social media or if you look at any charity website at the moment um everything is sort of based on stigma and again i always find that slightly negative because most people with mood disorders, whether they have something like bipolar or depression or whatever, you know, they don't need to be seeing everybody against them any more than they already do in a lot of cases. I mean, stigma is real, it exists, but at the same time, I don't think it's the be-all and end-all of the mental health debate. And I think actually the most damaging form of stigma is the sort of self-stigma that we create for ourselves you know what i mean absolutely and looking at your all the guests who have appeared on your mental ideas oh, yeah. podcast so, i mean that's fantastic. it's all about the guests there's some <laughs> there's some fantastic guests i mean you know out of this basically some some of them are friends who how d- yeah how did you find these like people <laughs> i know well i've got some crazy friends because i'm crazy <laughs> myself i attract crazy people into my life Colourful, no, wonderful guests. I mean, most of the ones, the like the local ones, there were a couple of people who I'd met once, sort of like at some unrelated event, but we might have only chatted for five minutes or something at the event, so I didn't really know them. And um, but I got a good vibe out of them. I thought, oh, that they're interesting. They've got like you know, whatever it was. So. 
invited them onto the show and then we just taught. Usually each interview was about, some of them were about four hours. It was just crazy. I was going to say, yeah, what are some and of then the I struggles? Had to, and you came edit up to, to edit it down. Oh. Edit it into a 10-minute podcast, which um, took much longer than I was anticipating. <laughs> but I will be broadcasting, like, longer versions of these interviews. And we had so, I mean, just some great people. But, I mean, it was, you know... Yeah, and they were all very brave and very honest. But at the same time, I didn't want to do something that was necessarily, you know, I, I mean, the whole, the whole concept was that mental health is serious. You know, it should be taken seriously. Um, but at the same time, talking about it doesn't have to be. And actually, it's much easier to, to listen and to take in information when it's when it's not so serious yes when it's not so serious because otherwise it's a little bit overwhelming it's a little bit and you know and especially in the current environment where there's so much going on and so many voices and a lot of us are watching the news and checking our phones constantly much more than is that actually healthy and so it's good to have you know some things that are perhaps dealing with serious topics but, exactly. but in a not so serious way you know what I mean so it's trying to find that balance so this is your first podcast then Sadie I mean what did you learn along yeah, the well, way I've done documentaries you have, but yes. this was this is the first um yeah this is the first podcast so um it's yeah, different so from I making a longer feature way. I learned that I talk a lot <laughs> and that I should talk less <laughs> that sometimes um, but I, I learned, I, I mean, it was just, it was fascinating, really. I can't really, I mean, as a person who has, I mean, the interesting thing was, I suppose, originally I thought I was going to bring in quite a few experts and psychiatrists and mental health, you know, charity heads and that sort of thing. But then what actually was more interesting was just the stories of the people who genuinely had it or their close relation had it. In fact, we only had one. We had one guy who was the son of somebody who had um, mental illness, but most of the people, well, everybody on it, has some form of mental illness themselves. And and obviously, as it went, I mean, originally I had even more ideas to do things about some of the less well-known mental health conditions. But in the end, I... I put I focus mainly on anxiety and depression because that just seems more relevant to most people at the moment, but um, in hopefully an unusual way. <laughs> Sorry, my voice is really croaky today. I've gone down with a bit of a sore throat. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I have. I oh gonna, no! I have a bit of a sore throat going too. down with the sore throat, and I've just noticed how uh, croaky my voice sounds today. Not at all. <laughs> but I, I understand where you're coming from. You know, suddenly yeah. w- the challenges presented is that you know you end up being so interactive with the guests that you end up talking a lot, and I feel the same sometimes as well. I think I've had listeners writing and saying, "Stop interrupting the guests." And I had to just sort of say, well, I was just interacting. But, yeah, it, it happens and it's a learning curve. I know. And and you, you, you literally forget that you are recording it. <laughs> and also the little studio that I use, I mean, that's the <laughs> other thing that I should maybe mention is because I've been doing these podcasts in, in between other work, 
you know, it's it. The first one started up, and it was just before the Hong Kong process. So, I mean, it's been over a very long period of time. So there's going to be some things, and this was the problem actually. When I took a bit of a break from it to concentrate on other other projects, when I went back, I was like, "Oh my god!" Some of the things have become really inappropriate in a very short period of time. This is not what we were talking about, but just because of how quickly everything's changing in Hong Kong, it can easily get misconstrued as having a very different meaning. So you know that presented another step of little challenges we had to tweak some of the material and just made sure it was uh, <laughs> relevant again. Not, or not going to be offensive, offensive, you know, accidentally offensive, not because it was intended that way at the time, but just because, you know, you're talking about the masks that people wear and all kinds of different metaphors things, yeah. that suddenly have a literal re- sort of meaning as well as a metaphorical one, yeah. which creates difficulties well our listeners will get a chance to hear your podcast uh, we're planning to broadcast it in april so in a couple of weeks time so that's exciting uh, sadie cool. remind yeah remind our listeners uh, how we can sort of find out more about uh, the mental ideas at uh, your your website and also your charity sure well mental ideas is just mentalideas.org so that's the web domain and um Unfortunately, some of our projects, like we're going to be launching two film festivals this year and various things have now got postponed or in the pro- or, or are in the process of getting postponed to next year because it just seems a crazy time to try and do too much. But we have continuous, you know, like little projects and, and photography projects, art projects, film projects. Um, we're still doing this short film series and we'd love to get any sort of filmmakers, whether you're shooting it on an iPhone, it doesn't matter what you're using as the content that matters. But particularly for this short film series um, where we're depicting different mental health conditions through art, poetry and movement or acting, or it could be martial arts, it doesn't have to be dance, Um <laughs> We'd love to sort of hear from you and get your ideas and and watch your movies. And if you want to write or submit your artwork, we would love to show it. And hopefully when things have returned to normal, you know, we'll get our exhibitions back back on the road and, and, and do all these festivals. But can't really commit to dates at the moment, exact dates, or it would be foolish to try and do so. Well, our, our listeners and our audience will have to uh, visit your website then, uh, Sadie, and, and keep their eyes peeled for more information. Please, uh, yeah. Uh, or otherwise, Bipolar Hong Kong is just bipolarhk.com for the support groups and stuff, if, if that's what you... Yeah. Excellent. So. Uh, meanwhile, thank you very much uh, for your time uh, this week, Sadie. And that's My pleasure. And I, hate it, I hate that was vaguely coherent. <laughs> <It was. laughs> and uh, for people who want to know more about your Mental Ideas podcast, it's simple. Go to mentalideas.org. Men- many thanks once that's again for your time. One. Thank you, Sadie. Thank you so much. Chat okay, to you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye.